what we need to do is let go of your limiting beliefs, let go of this assumption that we just can't move abroad because we have pets and do research before you assume. And this isn't just with pets. This is with everything. We never want to assume, right? We always want to do our research before we decide that we can't do something because of X, Y, and Z. Welcome to the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to finally move abroad. So if you've been talking about moving abroad for years and still haven't made the move, I'm here to walk you through the entire process with concrete step-by-step info, deep dives into the fears keeping most of us stuck at home, and a healthy dose of motivation to make sure you turn your dream of moving abroad into a reality. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the adventure started. Rochelle, I can't move abroad. I have pets. I'm not leaving them behind. I see this all the time on my social, on other people's comments, on their own social media who talk about moving abroad. And honestly, this was such a common objection to moving that I I actually created a whole in-depth training around this for both the Freedom Life online course and also the Escape Plan Bootcamp as a bonus because it comes up so much. Like, I can't move abroad because I have pets or what about my pets? I'm not leaving them. Well, here's the thing. We, we, we don't have to leave them. Like, I even I even started including one of my cats in some of my skit videos promoting the bootcamp because I just wanted to show people that you can actually live abroad and have pets. Of course you don't want to leave your pets. For a lot of us, pets are like family. I mean, I have two street cat rescues here in Tbilisi, Georgia, which you may or may not have seen on my Instagram stories. I'm kind of a cat lady, so. But let's, in this episode, I want to address this idea that you can't move abroad if you have pets or that moving abroad is really, really hard if you have pets or it's super expensive. Like, let's kind of myth bust some of this and go through the information that you need to know If you want to move abroad with your pets, just as a brief kind of overview to let you know, yes, this can happen. Yes, we can do this. And here is the process. So let's go over the basics, whether you have like one small cat or a whole zoo of large dogs, like I've got you covered. So let's dive in. Well, the first thing that we need to do if we want to move abroad with our pets is to do some research. So some of the things that you want to look into that you want to do some research around are, firstly, do they actually allow the pet that you want to bring in that country? So I see this come up mostly with specific dog breeds not being allowed in specific countries, which... I mean, I I just find this really problematic. (laughs) I don't agree with this uh, philosophy, Um, especially if your dog is a rescue dog. Like, why are you like, why are they punishing you for rescuing a a pit bull that nobody wanted? Like, I just yeah. Anyway, or they're trying to encourage, um, you know, like you not to breed specific types of dogs. But if it's a rescue dog that you have, I just yeah. Anyway, I don't make the rules. There are certain countries that do not allow certain like breeds of dog in. So you just want to double check that that's not an issue for you if your dog is very obviously a certain breed. But a part of me is like, how would they know? <laughs> um, but whatever. You're like, I don't know. It's a mutt. I, I have no idea how they even verify that. I'm 
But anyway, some countries have certain restrictions around dog breeds. Um, another thing that we need to look into is what vaccines are required for the uh, country that you're moving to and any countries that you pass through on the way, just in case they check, um, what vaccines are required. So the most common one is rabies. That one's going to be required pretty much for almost everywhere. Um, but sometimes there are additional vaccines that are required depending on the country that you move to. Now, the third thing that you want to look into is, is there a quarantine? Now, we're going to talk more about quarantines in this episode, but of course, if you're moving somewhere, you want to double check, is there a quarantine? And now I've been seeing people freak out and say, well, this country has a quarantine. And I'm like, wait, really? And I go and I check and I'm like, yeah, they have a quarantine if you arrive without meeting all of their requirements, like if you arrive without their documents, without their vaccines, then there's a quarantine. So don't just look at the, don't just see the word quarantine and freak out. Um, because it could be that the quarantine just exists if you don't follow the, the requirements that you're supposed to follow. Now, another thing that we want to check is what are the best airlines to use to, when going to your country? So there are a lot of um, articles around pet safe airlines or the best airlines to use if you have pets. So for example, I was looking at if I wanted to um, move my cats out of Georgia, um, you know, a lot of people talk about how Turkish Airlines is great for pets. I'm like, oh, perfect. That is an airline that flies in and out of Georgia. Great. I will just use that one rather than, let's say, say Qatar Air, which is also really popular for getting in and out of Georgia. So you just want to do some research on what airlines are flying to the destination that you want to go to and which ones are the most pet friendly. Now, um, another piece of research that we will want to do is can you bring your pet in the cabin? So this especially has to do with size, firstly. Um, so if you have a dog, it's usually not an issue for cats. If you have a dog, you want to make sure, are they actually small enough to bring with you in the cabin or do you have to put them in the cargo? Um, but another thing around this, can I bring my pet in the cabin that we want to research is... Um, does the country or the airline allow pets in the cabin? I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but there are some countries that have restrictions around bringing pets uh, in the cabin. So um, I'll talk about that in a second, though. But the last thing that we want to research is, can I easily bring my pet home after being in that country? So we want to research, like, if you were to take your pet home, what would the process be? What kind of vaccines would you need? Is it just as easy the other way around? Or are there some difficulties getting your pet home from that country? Now, if you're from the U.S., the U.S. is like pretty relaxed. It's mainly just the rabies vaccine that they that they want. Um, but I would just double check and make sure you know that there isn't an, that there aren't any issues getting your pet home from wherever this country is that you're going to. Now, let's talk cabin restrictions for a second. Um, so as I mentioned, there are some countries that have restrictions on flying with your pets in the cabin and all pets go in cargo. So any flight arriving to that country, um, for example, UK is one or UAE, like any, any pet arriving in that country has to go in cargo. So just be aware of this uh, if you are flying to those countries, but there are workarounds. For example, um, people will do things like if you want to go to the UK, people will fly to France and then take the ferry into the UK and then they don't have to put their pets in cargo that are small. So there are workarounds and things like that to like fly into one country and then... Um, 
you know, and then and then take another mode of transportation to your final country. Or, um, you know, you can do the long haul flight with your pet in the cabin um, and then transfer uh, like to a shorter flight, you know, where your pet would go in cargo. But it's, you know, it's a two hour flight or something like that. Now, what about quarantine? Because I see a lot of people freaking out about quarantine. Actually, um, a couple months back, someone went off in one of my Instagram videos about how you you can't move abroad with pets and there are these very long quarantines for every single country and it's super expensive and I'm not allowing my pets to go in quarantine for months and months. And I'm like, girl, where are you getting this information? <laughs> like, where, where... Google exists, like, where are you getting this from? And I, you know, I, you, if it's not a hardcore hate comment or anything, I will respond and I'm like, you know, try to address misconceptions. And I'm like, hey, that's not the case. Um, you know, most countries actually don't have a quarantine at all for your pets, um, especially if it's like a cat or a dog. And this person just refused to believe me and started just arguing with a bunch of people in the comments about how they were all wrong. And I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> most countries have no quarantine or if they do have a quarantine, it's very short. So for example, Japan's is like 12 hours. Now, the one country that's very infamous for having a long quarantine is Australia because they don't have rabies. They don't have a lot of... Um, you know, diseases and things like that. So they're also really strict on produce. They're strict on like, you know, dirt that you're bringing in on your hiking boots. Um, so Australia would be one that does have a longer quarantine, but most countries don't have a quarantine. So double check, but you probably won't need to worry about this depending on where you're moving. You probably It's probably not even going to be an issue for you. Now, um, the next thing that we need to look at is, is your pet fit to fly? And now a lot of people are worried, oh, my pet's a little bit older. I'm not quite sure about flying with them. I don't know if I want to put them through that. So that is up to you. Although I will say check with your vet because you might be pleasantly surprised, um, especially if you're bringing your pet in the cabin. Um, it might not be as hard on your cat or dog as you thought. Um, but some of the, the animals um, or some cats and dogs that wouldn't be able to fly um, are those that are unable to be vaccinated and snub-nosed um, dogs or cats with respiratory issues tend to have issues flying. They won't be allowed to be on the plane. Now, um, the reason why I say unable to be vaccinated is, for example, this is this is a worry that we had with my cat, Yasmina, who um, is elderly. We don't know how old she is. She's probably somewhere between the ages of 11 and 13, they think. Um, but she she was a, a street cat that um, someone found. We fostered her. Now she's just ours. Um, and we were not vaccinating her based on the advice from our vet because she had so many health issues, like so, so, so many. Um, thankfully, she's doing really well now. Um, we had She had two surgeries. We ended up switching her to a raw food diet, and now she's great. Um, so if we were to leave Georgia, though, I would want to bring her into the vet, do a blood test, make sure that she actually can be vaccinated now, because we haven't vaccinated her because she's we didn't want to mess her up. <laughs> she's she's immunocompromised, little fragile baby. So we didn't want to we didn't want to make her sick. Um, so we were kind of following the vet's recommendation on that one. But that would be something where if we want to leave, I would have to be aware that it would be possible that I might not be able to take her out of Georgia and like 
factor that into whether or not I want to leave or what's going to happen with her um, and whether we need to find her a new home or something like that if we had to leave. So I just want to bring that up because that's something that I've had to look into for my own cat. Now, so there is a potential workaround regarding flights, not necessarily vaccines, but regarding flights. So if you can't take your cat or dog on a flight, um, there is an option for those of you who want to go from, let's say, North America to Europe, and that is the Queen Mary ship. So it goes from the U.S. to the U.K., like one way or or back, right? It's a one-way ship. It's a cruise, and it's it's basically a pet cruise. So, um, you know, there there is like a kennel where your cat or your dog will live and they have their own like attendants that will take care of them. Um, and then you get to be on the ship as well. Keep in mind um, that it does book up very, uh, like very ahead of time. <laughs> Basically, you need to get your name on a waiting list super far in advance, sometimes up to a year in advance. And my whole thought is just from a business perspective, like, come on, guys, supply and demand. Like, obviously, people want your service. Just have more than just have more just have more routes just have have more of your your service like I don't understand why it's so limited um because yeah these really do book up but if this is something that you want like we've had people in our coaching programs book put their name on wait lists and and you know hop on like eight months or a year in advance and get a t- get a ticket and have their date ready to go. So you can totally do that. Another thing that I've had people do is um, drive from the U.S. to Mexico with their, you know, big elderly dogs and things like that. So that is also an option as well. If you don't want to put your animals on a plane, um, you could drive to a nearby country. So what exactly is the process if you want to move abroad with your pet? Well, I could do a whole episode in and of itself on this, but I'm just going to give you a basic breakdown of the process just so you can get a general idea when you're doing your research. So the first thing you want to do is talk to your vet um, about the fact that you want to move abroad and take your, your pets and maybe give them a checkup, stuff like that. Then we need to get them up to date on any vaccines, which can take a while. And we also need to microchip them. A lot of countries require that your pet is microchipped. Um, We will also need to get our documents in order. We will need to book your plane ticket for your pet, which I will explain how to do in a second. Um, We'll need to prepare for the journey as well. So that means crate training your dog if you're putting your pet in, um, you know, in cargo or potential practice runs. We had somebody in our Freedom Life Coaching Program whose vet recommended that she do like practice runs to the airport, like take her dog to the airport. Um, Another thing could be leash training for cats, like getting cats used to having a leash on them. So if you got to take them out of their carrier at security, they don't like go crazy (laughs) because they never had a leash on them before. Um, And then finally, um, most times uh, they will require a certificate of health. Basically have your your vet sign off that your pet is fit to fly um, a couple of days before you leave. So that would be like the last thing that you would do. Now let's talk about picking flights and booking tickets, because I know that this is, um, you know, this, this is, this weighs on some people. So, uh, the first thing that we can do, as I mentioned before, is Google the pet safety ratings of airlines. Look for ones that people rate as more pet friendly, basically. Um, also fly direct if possible, try to have as few layovers 
as possible because we're going to talk about this, but not only is adding travel time more stressful for your pets, it also ends up being more expensive the more flights that you take. Um, And we want to, of course, check that we can carry on your pets if you want to carry them on. And you can even look for reviews from pet owners who've used that airliner, who've flown that route. Um, A lot of bloggers and YouTubers will write about their experience. Now, when it comes time to book the ticket, a lot of airlines will actually only allow two to four animals per flight. Um, You know, especially in the cabin, there are restrictions. So we just want to make sure that there's enough room for your animals before you book your own ticket. So what you need to do is call your airline, make sure there's room for your animals. Then when they say yes immediately go and book your plane ticket. Then call them again and say, hey, I just booked my ticket. I would now like to book in my animals and have, you know, the info about your animals ready, like, you know, what they, <laughs> what kind of animals you have, where you're hoping to put them, all that kind of stuff. Have that ready for that phone call. But, uh, but yeah, so we do it all real fast. We call the airline, double check that there's enough room for your pet book your own flight online, and then call them again immediately to book in your pets because the chances of the pet slots being taken in like the 15 minutes it takes you to book your flight is, you know, the 10 minutes it takes you is very, very slim. Um, But, you know, you could always get a refundable flight or a flexible ticket if you're worried about that. Now, how much is this going to cost me? Well, it's usually around $100 or so per pet for carry-on and at least 200 if not a bit more, for cargo. Now, you are paying per flight, so any layover, like, you'll need to pay again. So let's say you uh, have two flights, even if you booked the ticket together, even if it's all with the same airline, you need to pay per plane you get on. So let's say you've got, you know, I don't know, I'll just say, uh, I'll, I'll use my own country as an example where I'm living now. You've got a flight from, um, you know, LA to Istanbul, and then you've got another flight from Istanbul to Tbilisi, right? And they're all through Turkish Air. You booked them all together. Doesn't matter. I'm still paying $100 per cat per flight or roughly, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Um, so whenever I say this though, I get people freaking out saying, but I Googled it or I looked at this website and I saw that it's going to be like $3,000 to take my two cats. And I'm like, okay, where are you getting this information? <laughs> um, where, what website are you looking at? Um, but typically when you're seeing really high prices like that, these are pet travel agents. So they are actually potentially transporting the pets for you. You're not even there. Like they, you move and then they'll, they'll take your pets and bring them abroad for you, or they will arrange everything for you. All the vaccines, all the checks, all the paperwork, all the documents, like they're going to take care of everything and double check everything. It's basically a done for you concierge service. So of course it's going to be more expensive to do that with an agent than if you do all these things individually. And now I can't tell you how much a rabies vaccine is going to cost in the U.S. or whatever. I know I know in Georgia it's not very expensive, but, you know, it's not going to be like $3,000. Like the things that you're paying for are vaccines and, you know, the, the flights for your animals and like the microchip. It's not that expensive. So, 
Um, I want you to be aware when you're looking at sources, what sources are you looking at? right? Like check your sources. What websites are you looking at? Are they a pet travel agency? And now I have actually seen a lot of people recommend pet pet travel agencies for animals who are flying in cargo, especially if you're really nervous. So if you have a large dog or something like that, and you want to make sure they get abroad safely, I have heard a lot of people recommend actually using certain pet travel agencies. Um, so this might be something you want to do some research around if you are curious, but you don't have to do that. Okay. Um, I've only ever seen it recommended for cargo. So if you are carrying your pet on, don't worry about that. Like, please do not invest in that. Now, Keep in mind, um, usually when we are looking at flying with a pet, um, for carry-on, they only do one animal per person as your personal item. So if that's the case, like let's say you are one person with two cats, you might need to take someone else with you, especially if the airline doesn't allow you to put your two cats in the carrier together. Um, or even if they do, it's like, no, it's one cat per person and you want to carry them both on the plane. You may need to take somebody else with you. So um, this could involve having a family member or a friend fly over with you or even you offering to pay for someone's one-way ticket to another country in like a travel Facebook group and say, hey, I'm flying from, you know, Toronto to Paris on this date. I've got two cats. Um, you know, anybody want a free flight that's willing to use my cat as a, um, you know, as their carry-on? I see this happen all the time. I even see it happen for, um, you know, people who are, you know, because I've, I've, worked in, you know, Georgia and Vietnam around like street cat rescue and stuff like that. Um, people saying, oh, you know, we will provide you a free flight or 50% off your flight if you're willing to take this cat and we'll have somebody meet you at the airport to pick up the cat and take them to their new home. Um, so that kind of stuff is really common. So that could be a hack to get a cheaper flight for those of you who don't have pets um, and are just listening to this episode out of sheer curiosity and boredom. But um, that, you know, that could be something that you could do is offer to pay for part or all of somebody's ticket to come with you and and take your pet. Just want to make sure that's, you know, you have a conversation with them first, <laughs> that they're going to treat your animal well on the flight. Uh, but you could even try to book your seats next to each other or something like that. Um, so overall, I hope that this shows you that you can move abroad with pets. People do it all the time. So of course it's going to take some research. Of course it's going to take a little bit of effort in terms of, you know, getting your pet set up with all the vaccines or getting them crate trained or, um, you know, finding a pet safe airline that you feel comfortable with. But this process is doable and people do it all the time. You know, I might have not gotten my cats until I was already here in Georgia, but I have so many friends who have moved abroad with their pets, um, you know, big dogs, cats, small dogs, like you name it, multiple animals. And we have had so many people go through our, you know, Freedom Life Accelerator program and our various coaching programs who are moving with pets or who have moved with pets. Um, and I actually have, uh, just as a little spoiler, um, in a couple of weeks, I've got an interview coming up with somebody who moved abroad recently with her cat. So we're going to actually talk through that whole situation, how it went, how to bring a cat on the plane, what about the litter box, uh, all the documents and everything that she had to do. She was bringing her cat from China to Germany and then from Germany to Georgia. So 
Um, that was a whole thing. <laughs> and so she's, she's, uh, in my, uh, my freedom life accelerator coaching program. So she did that recently. Um, and so, uh, keep an eye on when that one comes out, it'll come out in a few weeks, but just know that this is possible. We've worked with so many people who've done this. People do it all the time. And so you can do it too. And it does not have to cost thousands and thousands of dollars unless for some reason you want to work with an agent because you've got like multiple large dogs and you want to move first and get your apartment set up and then move the dogs, you know, with an agency or something like that. But even that, like I've had so many um, clients and also friends where you move abroad, you find your apartment, you get all set up and you leave your pets with friends and family for a couple of months and then you come home for Christmas or you come home for the summer, get your pets and then move with them. That's also possible too. Like you don't have to move with them right away or you can if you want to. (laughs) We've had people get pet-friendly Airbnbs for a couple weeks while they apartment hunt on the ground. That's totally normal too. So you've got options here. You don't have to move abroad with your pets right away. You could come back and get them um, or you could show up and and have a pet-friendly Airbnb or hotel while you're apartment hunting. But you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on an agency if you do not have the means for that. That's totally fine. But what we need to do is let go of your limiting beliefs Let go of this assumption that we just can't move abroad because we have pets and do research before you assume. And this isn't just with pets. This is with everything. We never want to assume, right? We always want to do our research before we decide that we can't do something because of X, Y, and Z. And so I hope this makes you feel a little bit better about moving abroad with pets. It gives you a place to start with your research. And yeah, I cannot wait to see uh, all the photos of you with your fluffy friends abroad. Be sure to tag me on Instagram when you do move with your pets uh, because I'm a huge animal lover and I would love to see them. All right, that's everything for today and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Move Abroad Coach podcast. If you're loving what you're learning here, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode or follow Move Abroad Coach on Instagram to keep in touch. And finally, if you're ready to get started on this Move Abroad adventure, head on over to moveabroadcourse.com to join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which will walk you step-by-step through the entire Move Abroad process. See you next week.